Welcome to the Marketplace Missionaries Podcast, where we help our audience integrate their faith into their work. I'm here with my good friend Kai Jeans, and uh, it's just the two of us today. Welcome, Kai. Hey, thanks, Donnie. Glad, glad for us to be back in the studio together, man. Um, thank y'all, audience, for just being patient. It's It's been a chaotic few weeks trying to schedule our for me and Donnie to schedule time together. I've, we were talking before this, just catching up. I feel like I hadn't seen him in a long time. So thank y'all for being patient. Um, we're going to bring y'all some good content. So, Man, work has just been busy for both of us. Uh, last week, I went to Las Vegas for the International Carvish Convention. And man, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Learned a lot. But like you said, yeah, it's just been busy. What about on your end? What did that look like? Uh, yeah, man, we're still shipping out boxes. <laughs> shipping <laughs> with out smiles, bunch, right? <laughs> yeah, a bunch of boxes with smiles. So... It's been really good. Been a lot of work. Um, just had a bunch of same crew working, not not doing new hires. So just been able to pour into a lot of the same associate base. It's been really good. Um, hosted an event for the associates this week. It's just been a blast, but it, it's just been a lot of planning. And right. Stuff, so, well, any any cool stories from kind of the past two weeks since we've taken a little bit of a break and now we're officially back at it. Yeah. So on my end, like outside of everything, I got I got a renter. Um, in my in my first house full time, so it's been good to you know really own in on loving a renter like we talked about with Zeke on a few episodes ago. So like just really kind of trying to go above and beyond and just show that like good grace of the Lord and like hey you know why are you a different landlord or at least trying to be um, still trying to figure it out. Uh, don't think I'm the best yet, but uh, he's he's been gracious to me and it's been good to see that two way street and then uh, just. Uh, as that story I was telling you earlier, I'll share it with the audience. Um, you know, I was just sharing like what I do outside of work um, with with a kid at work the other day, and um, he was just asking if I like watch sports or anything, and I was like, oh, not really. Kind of tied up in business and reading, and just kind of developing things like that. And he was asking what I was reading, and um, uh, off the Clay McKinney uh, Clay McKinney episode, yeah, he kind of yeah. re- recommended the book God and Money. So you've been reading that? Yeah, so I've been reading God and Money, been really good. And I just kind of threw that in there. I was like, ah, I like to read a lot. And he's like, what do you read? I was like, God and Money. And it, it was a really quick interaction, but, man, I, he comes up to me like a few days later. He's like, I just want to let you know, I went and bought my first Bible. And I'm like, wow. Whoa. I was like, this was... That, that wasn't, like, my intention. So this was his first Bible? Yeah, first That's Bible. That's awesome. I did make sure he didn't buy a King James. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, please tell me you didn't buy a King James first. He's like, no, I bought, like, it's like NIV, and I was like, I can respect it. Dude, funny story on the King James. So, you know, my first language is obviously Afrikaans, and so uh, when I got my first Bible, it was actually a King James when I bought it here in America. And, dude, it was so hard for me to read that King James because, you know, there's so many nuances to that, you know, the text. And as eventually, man, I just need to get a Bible that I can actually read. Mm-hmm. And so ended up getting an ESV. And uh, that that made my reading a whole lot easier. Yeah, I was when I was doing my la- latest move over here to West Little Rock, I had a, a box of my old Bibles. And, like, the, when I say old Bibles, I'm talking about, like, I was, like, eight, nine. Yeah. Like, 14 oldest, I'm getting these Bibles, and I look at them, I'm like, I wonder what these are. Like, I bet you they got me ESV, but, I mean, clearly I just wasn't reading them. Um, no, they were all King James, like all three of them, and I was like, no wonder. I never wanted to sit down and read this, um, which it's, sounds bad, but it's like I just couldn't understand it at that age. Like, what I, I could barely read English, I'm sure, <laughs> yeah. I get 12, so I can't read e- uh, um, King James. It's funny you say that. You know, when I went through seminary, you know, one of the profs, he always told us uh, the best Bible translation to read 
is the one you're actually reading. Mm-hmm. So just pick that thing up, read it, study it, and be transformed by it. And so that always just you know hit a point for me is just get a get a translation that you're comfortable with, and that you can actually read and study, and then can can be transformed by it because you know the the, the scripture it's God breathed, right? And so it it provides us with with life, and so. Uh, that's a cool story about, you know, just the guy that bought his first Bible. Is he a worker at Amazon? Yeah. Yeah, he awesome. just works with me um, a few days of the week. So, yeah, and it was really natural. Like, it wasn't like a pressured conversation. So, it, it was really good. Like, it, it was not, I, it was like in my top evangelistic stories. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's outside. Uh, since it's springtime, we've got a couple of birds outside. And, um, yeah, it's Wednesday night here in West Little Rock and beautiful outside, but... There's a lot of chirping birds out there. <laughs> yeah, there so, um, but yeah, it was really good. It was just a good conversation. Um, and even just, like, I think as you share your faith more out in the workplace, like, the more people are like, oh, yeah, he's a Christian. Mm. You know, like, I, I think it's just, it becomes easier the more you do it. Because, like, not saying, like, people expect it, but if they have a question, like, I've right. had a few people just come and genuinely ask me a question. They're like, hey, I know you do this. Like, what, do you, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, so what does it actually look like, right? Because yeah. a lot of people outside the church or outside of Christianity don't really have a context of what does it look like for you personally, and then how do you, how do you actually live that out? Yeah, and then even understanding it, like, from, and, and just like I mentioned earlier, like, uh, uh, it's, it's right and wrong to say, but, like, a lot of people associate, like, the overarching church that they've seen like in all aspects whether they're you know prosperity churches or you know really corrupt churches however you want to throw that out there and they uh, bundle them all into like this is Christianity it's like well a true Bible speaking church looks different than what you may be seeing like online mm-hmm. or something and, and I think uh, a lot of people don't want that like oh I don't want to be in a corrupt church I don't want to be in this I don't want to be in that but it's like you want they want to hear the gospel at the end of the day and I think the earlier we can get into those conversations of like hey this is Jesus and this is the actual church like this is what it looks like I think the easier it becomes to kind of share the gospel yeah it's interesting you mentioned that because you know Christians we don't claim to be perfect but we do claim to be perfectly forgiven which is a a really good segue into our episode uh, tonight is, you know, it's a special episode for us. It's episode number 15. Mm-hmm. That's wild, man. Yeah, I know. It feels like we just started, uh, which I guess we did from a timeline frame, but I feel like we've both grown a lot over the last few months, and I know I've been able to, like, really see some people change the podcast, so it's just been awesome. So. Yeah, just getting a ton of good feedback from, you know, college students and then recent grads just devouring, you know, the mm-hmm. podcast and some of the uh, the comments and principles that, the guests have shared and so it's been really cool to kind of see how God has used um, some of the content to impact others and so and that's why you know tonight is so special for us it is episode 15 and really the context of tonight is just want to Kai and I to kind of take a break and kind of just share some some principles and what it looks looks like for us in sharing our faith at work and uh, if you have a pen and paper, grab it, and we'll we'll share some of those principles. And so, um, Kai, anything on on your end? Anything else you want to share before we get going? Oh no, let's get it rolling. Let's get it rolling. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, I think for me, you know, kind of the first principle that I always go back to is you have to be connected to the vine, 
And when I say the vine, it really means being connected to Jesus. And I, I do that through just personal time with him, through, you know, spending time with him in, in the scripture, like I, I said earlier, um, spending time in prayer. Journaling has always been just so good for me because I'm able to kind of uh, process my thoughts, my prayers, but then also kind of, uh, you know, fall back on my dependence upon the Lord because at the end of the day, man, like I'm, I'm nothing without him. Everything I have am and that I have is it's completely because of his grace and so that's kind of a a first principle for me is just being connected to the vine of Jesus through personal time with him you know it's just like spending personal time with 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 a with a relative or a dad the more time you you spend with them the more you get to know them and so that's really principle number one for me and so I'm not sure if, if you have anything that you know you have a starting point of that really fuels uh integrating your faith into your work yeah so er, i mean give me some grace here not every morning but yeah i'm not an every morning guy either i mean it's it's i'll be honest with you it's it's hard some days right especially if you travel with work and uh you have a late night of work and then you come home to the family and spend time with them and then next morning you have to get up and so yeah i think um it's challenging man you know just out of complete transparency it's it's super challenging but um, you know, it's it's a prayer of mine that I want to be disciplined in the in the area of spending time with Jesus. You know. Yeah. So for me, what I've been doing here lately, and I've seen just, I'd say a lot of spiritual gain in my life, and being again connected to the vine, and I think it's really just helped soothe me and my impatience, kind of giving me a lot of patience here lately. But I got a notebook, and I just write out a prayer every morning, just. One little page, and, like, one page sounds like a lot, but by the time you end up skipping lines, you know, I got different subjects I like to talk yeah. about. Like, I got, like, a thanks, and then, like, hey, this is who I'm praying for, and, like, hey, this is what I'm praying for. Um, like, that structure every morning has been good. I just leave my notebook on my uh, dining room table, so when I'm eating breakfast, I just, I'll pop in there, take a bite, a little, write a little something down, and it's been good. Um, just kind of start the day off with my mind on the Lord more than anything. Like, hey, I'm going to, and, and you know, I heard a, this is kind of sidebar here, but it's been applicable in my life recently as well. I heard a stat um, about marriages and um, take a guess how many percent, what the percentage of marriages that end in divorce is that where couples pray together every day. I have no idea. It is less than 1%. Wow. Yeah. So, like, compared to every other statistic, that is the number one sure tell sign that your marriage will last if you pray together every day. And they go in to explain, like, their belief on why. And it's like, it's really hard to be discontent when you're think- when you're coming to the Lord, like, in thanks and in prayer and uh, praying for the other person. And, like, for me in my life, it's been really good for me to come in and just say, Lord, like, Thank you for this life you've given me so far. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, thank you for the business you've given me and all these opportunities. Like, I know this is not a normal thing for a 24-year-old kid to be doing, and I just appreciate that. Like, wherever you take me, like, you've taken me farther than I should have ever gone in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been good to sit in. Like, sit in love with the Lord and just, you know, kind of wrangle me into just being more patient and more, like, grace-giving. Um, so That's awesome. So principle number one. Be connected to the vine by spending time with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like an AI talking. <laughs> I know, dude, that's kind of weird. 
but that's uh, that's another episode for yep. the future. That was a deep fake. <laughs> <laughs> so principle number two is just dependence upon the Holy Spirit. Uh, I think we've mentioned this in several other episodes before, but no man can change another man's heart. Only the Holy Spirit can uh, take an individual from being not a follower of Jesus to being a follower of Jesus. And so I think, you know, that's one thing I'm always try to be aware of uh, is just being in sync and in step with the Holy Spirit and kind of relying on him for, for his leading and guiding. Even my decision-making daily, you know, as a leader at work, uh, there's countless decisions day in, day out. And oftentimes, man, I just got to got to pause and just, you know, in my mind, just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to guide me in my decision making. Um, There's a chopper flying over, so that's pretty cool. Um, But it's taking its sweet old time. Yeah, it sounds like it's parking outside right now. (laughs) Coming to pick someone up, man. So, yeah, that's really principle number two is just uh, dependence on the Holy Spirit, uh, knowing that we aren't able to change another person's heart, and at the end of the day, he's the you know he's the one that helps us with the sanctification process of uh, making us more like Jesus. And so, just having that same mindset of having a relationship with the Holy Spirit as well, um, you know, that has really helped me be be more intentional uh, with people at work and building those relationships. Thank you. I like it. What does that look like for you? Um. I mean, really, for me, just, like, in, intentionality, for sure, like, just changes changes a lot of the daily aspect. Whether you're a Christian or not, I think if you're not intentional, you can really throw your life away. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I mean, look at the American culture, how many people get to 50, 60. It's like, man, time flew by. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, if you're being intentional, I don't think time really does fly by. Like, if you if you got to pack packed out and real attention intentional like I mean definitely time does fly by like but at the same time if you're being really intentional when you look back over a year dude like you can be like man that was man I I can't even remember what I was doing a year ago because yeah. it was so so different from being intentional and like having these conversations and, and all right. that so and then principle number three for me is really praying for opportunities and then also praying for people at work and praying for the business that I work for. I mean, that is, uh, that, that's always been kind of a principle that I live by. And uh, back in the day, I don't do this as often as I as I want to, but uh, every day uh, throughout the, the work that I would set an alarm for 3.20 uh, p.m., which is really a, a reminder for me of Ephesians 3.20, it's, it's a prayer to ask God to do far more abundantly than I can ask or seek. And so I used to do that back in the day all the time, just throughout the week, as setting an alarm for 3.20 and to be reminded to, to pray in that moment, not only for uh, our work, for my relationships, for uh, the company, uh, but also for me to, to be excellent at my work and be a good steward of all that God has entrusted me with. Yeah, I really, really like that point there, Donnie. Um, give me two seconds. Uh, I just had a thought, and then it just slipped my mind. Oh, sorry. Yep. Um, praying for business, like especially your own personal business, I do think it takes a lot of the uh, pride away too. Like for me, I've been praying for some side businesses over the last few weeks, and it has been, I'd say, 
an intense change of, man, I'm really not that good, <laughs> like from a pride perspective. Um, being like, man, the Lord's blessed me to put me in these opportunities. You know what I mean? So, and even like in prosperous business, I think the Lord's blessed me a lot there. So, I mean, I think just prayer in that aspect. And then there's a kind of a funny football coach quote here. Um, he's a Christian guy, and uh, <laughs> he's in an interview. I, mean, I don't know who the coach is, but they're like, do you pray to win games? He says, every game I pray to win. <laughs> he's like, I can't win without the Lord. And it's just like such a testament to, like, taking out of the sports context. It's like, if you want to win, you can talk to the man that's in charge of it all. Mm-hmm. And if I – if I have the opportunity to say, hey, Lord, I, I really want my business to prosper. If it's your will, I'd really like for you to do it. I'm, I'm at least going to ask. Um, so, man, I, I just love that uh, coach story there. Yeah, that's a really good segue into, you know, principle number four. And we've already touched on this in principle number three is, but be a high performer. Be, be excellent in everything that you do. Um, I think a lot of people, especially if you're in a, in a leadership role, people will look to you. They will watch your every step. They will listen to every word. And so uh, be excellent in what you do, what you say, and then how you treat others. I mean, treat others with dignity and respect and build a relationship. Um, Build a relationship with the people you work with and for, you know, Um, because through that relationship, it provides us the platform to build trust and respect. And then through that, you, you can be intentional with them. So I'm sure you've seen that a couple of times at Amazon just by being intentional and through that relationship you have the opportunity to share the good news of Jesus with them yeah and I'd really like to camp out here just kind of get go back and forth on this one because I think this is a big point and um, we actually went over this point at a YA lead training on Tuesday uh, YA's young adults just for the audience but definitely on valuing people I know we talk about it all the time but if you go to just a business training right they're going to tell you that whether it's a Christian training or not they're going to tell you like you need to value the person and I I really do believe it is true that if you value the person like the rest will come in and to your first point when you're a leader when you can value that person you will be a high performer if you exalt Christ Christ's behavior in your leadership style, you will naturally flow to the top because people want to be around someone that cares about them. Like regardless if it's in business or if it's at your house um, with your family, like you want to be around people that care about you. And when you can bring like that mentality to the workplace, you'll be a high performer. And you know, I've had the opportunity to train a bunch of managers in my time at Amazon and that is something we touch on. Like, you know, I, I want my entire team to feel, like, welcomed. Like, that, that, like this is our home together. You can come in. Like, this is a, a safe area for you to speak your mind. Like, I want you to feel included in these decisions. Like, you do have choices. This isn't the, hey, Donnie, you're sweeping this floor, and that's all you're going to do for the rest of your life. Like, it's like, hey, what do you want to do? What do you like to do outside of work? And just build that personal relationship. And, I mean, I've told you my tactic. I don't know if I've shared it on here before. But, like, when I'm training the manager, if they are, like, really, I've seen it where managers ask me, like, hey, how can I get better? Like, and they're coming to me. I'm like, if I were you, I'd start with the Proverbs. Hmm. Let's go. We can go through the Proverbs. And that's a very, I'd say, this is 
it's not a worldly book, but there's a bunch of worldly applications of Proverbs. Yeah, right? there's just a ton of wisdom in there. You know, yeah. where does wisdom starts? Where does it start? With the Holy Spirit. It starts with the fear of the Lord. Yeah. It's, you know, Proverbs chapter 1, it kind of gives you the, the definition of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, going through Proverbs with some managers um, has been really good, and, and I don't think it's pressure. Like, it's not like we're going through convert, like, conversion conversations or anything like that. It's yeah. like, hey, these are just practical tips. Whether you're a Christian or not, Proverbs is a good book for you to read. Yeah. And then that kind of leads into the, hey, you know, that I've applied these things. They're working. What what if more of this book is right? If we just read all these chapters and they're all right, what about the next book? Mm-hmm. You know? That's good. So principle number four, uh, be excellent in what you do. And... Yeah, that was principle number four. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? You just reread four. Okay, yeah, I just want to re- repeat it. <laughs> be excellent in your work and then be a good steward of what what God has entrusted you with. And then, which really blades into kind of our principle number five. Uh, Kai, it's what you just said. Uh, value the one. Uh, value the one person at work. Value the relationship. And then through that relationship, just ask good questions. So what is it? What is a good question that you ask some of the the workers at Amazon just to to build that relationship, grow that relationship, and invest in that relationship? What do you want to be? Like I think that that tells a whole lot about someone when you say, "Hey, what do you want to be?" Mm. And and especially, I think it's easier. It's definitely easier just because it's my same demographic. When I'm asking people around my age, I'd say you know twenty eight and under. Hey, what do you want to be? I think for a younger person, it's a lot, e- lot more dreamative. I—that's I, not even a word, but dreaming-ish of like, yeah, just having a vision. Yeah, like hey, you know, this is what I want to be. This is what I want to be known for. It's like, okay, how do we get there? You know, like what does that practically look like? Let's not just hope. Hope, hope ain't a plan. Hope, hope's a uh, woman's name, not a plan. <laughs> it also go. It goes back to one of the core questions a lot of people ask themselves daily. What is the meaning and purpose to life, right? I mm-hmm. think that's a really good question as well. And it goes back to the one you're asking is like, man, what are you living for? Yeah. And then like just building off that, you know, it's like the why. Like I want to be a real estate agent. Why? Because I love houses. Why do you love houses? Well, I never had a house as a kid. Mm. You know, and it's like when you really get through like a few whys, you really do break down like, and, and here's some core things about someone's personality that, like, they didn't develop, but, like, are, I'd say strangles on them, mm-hmm. uh, whether good or bad strangles. And then, like, you can really apply some good gospel principles down at that core level. Be like, hey, I want to be a real estate agent. Hey, the Lord didn't have a house. You know, like, something like that. It's not applicable, but if you're like, hey, why do you want to be a real estate agent? Because I really love houses. Why do you love houses? Why didn't have a house? Man, let me tell you about someone else who didn't have a house. Mm, (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, when you can break it down and make it more apples to apples, I think those conversations can get very deep and it's very Yeah, and that really goes into principle number six. Look for opportunities to transition just a normal conversation into a spiritual conversation. And so you just gave us an example of that, um, kind of being aware and being intentional of, you know, somebody's personal stories, kind of their, their background, um, some wounds, scars from their background, and then uh, kind of 
seeing what it, what is their spiritual kind of backstory look like as well and then getting to know that side of them as well have you seen that at all kind of that transition just from a normal conversation to a spiritual conversation how often do you see that happen i, I don't know about often um I don't know if I can put a number on that, but I've definitely seen the conversations, especially from a business aspect. I've kind of, I don't want to say mentoring because I don't feel like I can, <laughs> it's, it's weird to say like I'm mentoring people, but I've been like trying to help a few people in the business realm, you know, kind of guide them along that sector. And man, when you are talking about business and how much money someone's making, like, in American culture, like money is such a held tight. Like I don't want anyone to know how much money I'm making. I don't want anyone to know like what my financial goals are. I don't want to be looked at one way or the other. But when you break down that money conversation and like when you break through that barrier, that just leads into what I've seen be just some amazing gospel conversations. When they let your guard down about the money in America, in America specifically, oh, the gospel is like, Right on the coattail, yeah. In my in my conversations, at least. Mm. What about you? Yeah, I think um, you know we kind of live in the the Bible Belt here in the South. I think uh, oftentimes, man, I was just asked them about their family, asked them about you know their upbringing. Uh, one thing I like to ask is like, hey, man, what does your relationship with your your parents look like? And usually, uh, those that want to go deep. They'll go deep, and that, that usually reveals something about uh, kind of their upbringing, which, again, will, will allow you to um, ask another question based on that. But I think, it's, I think it's important to kind of have a question or questions to kind of help you navigate just from a normal conversation into uh, a spiritual conversation. I think another thing that I use is um, if the individual, if they have any tattoos, any necklaces, any bracelets, um, you know, I would ask them about that. It's like, hey, you know, what are you, what's the significance of that um, that tattoo or what's the significance about the bracelet or necklace? And then, man, they'll go, they'll go off to the races and really tell you about, um, you know, the significance of that item. And so that usually could transition into a spiritual conversa- conversation as well. Yeah, and... Just as we wrap up here on this episode, I just, I just want to make sure we get what get one more uh, point across here, and this is really just kind of the overarching thing. I just don't want us to miss here, but like, I just want to read these verses from Romans, Romans one, um, one and two, Romans eight one and two. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Man, like, I, I really just don't want the gospel to be missed here. Um, you know, Jesus Christ is the one way, the one truth, the one one life here. And, like, when you give your life to Christ, like that, you're literally set free. You can't do anything to earn your salvation. can't do anything to lose your salvation. Like, it's a free gift. You just have to accept it. So I, just before we wrap up, I just Yeah, and then I'll just leave, leave us with kind of the two uh, last principles. And kind of uh, one of them is just be prepared to kind of defend uh, why you believe what you believe. And that's really where the importance of apologetics, you know, where it comes in. And, 
Hey man, why do you why do you believe in Jesus? Hey, wh- why do you believe that God created the universe? And so I really encourage the audience to, uh, if you've never had any training in apologetics or never read a book with an apologetics, I would strongly encourage you to grab a book. Uh, a great starter book on that is um, uh, kind of the book by Ken Boa. I'm glad you asked. And so that's a good starter book on walking you through 12 big questions that Christians usually face uh, from from the outside and just be prepared to have an answer for the time when somebody asks you about your faith or why you believe what you believe. And then kind of the final principle is, you know, once once you're in that spiritual conversation with the other individual, really encourage and challenge them to investigate the claims of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for themselves. Because oftentimes what I see is uh, a lot of people have kind of prefabricated their worldview or their belief on what their parents have told them, uh, their friends have told them, or even what they've watched on YouTube or what, what have you. And so really leave that conversation with a challenge and an encouragement to that individual to go seek and investigate uh, the claims of Jesus for themselves because we have archaeological as well as historical evidence for the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. So I just wanted to kind of leave the audience with those final two principles. And then um, next week we'll be back um, possibly having another new guest. and So really learning from that individual and how they integrate their faith into their work. So, Kai, any any concluding thoughts from your end? Um, we'll get this up on Spotify here pretty soon, and then yeah, we'll we'll keep adding new guests, and uh, you guys will be able to hear from others as well. Yeah, we'll try to break down the last two principles kind of more in depth. I think those are more drawn out principles. So, we'll definitely try to get an episode just on those two specifically. I know Donnie studied apologetics, and he's uh, blessed me with a little bit of side knowledge on apologetics so yeah and we should break those down we're also going to get a guy in that's you know who's a who's a trained apologist to really provide uh, the audience with you know some practical principles and how to get trained up but then also how to live that out so it's it's on our to-do list to get uh, a trained up apologist on the podcast that can really provide the audience with some value in that area yep so hey thank y'all for coming thank y'all for being patient with uh, the last few weeks so here to push out content for y'all and just to really provide y'all with some benefit added uh, content as well. So awesome. Thank you guys. Love y'all. Bye. See ya.